Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, August 6th at Saratoga Whitney Stakes Day. And I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. They have three grade ones, and two of them look pretty hard to find a price in. The third one, you might be able to get a little creative. So let's jump right into the ninth race, Jim. The grade one test leads off the late pick four. Three-year-old fillies, some years they've had big fields. This has been a great betting race. This year, Matarea entered, and she ran off everybody. So uh, yeah. I couldn't beat her. Um, if you want to try to try to beat her, I thought Wish You Well ran an 85 in her debut, then came back, didn't run Wells off a layoff, working great. So if you want to take a shot with somebody or put Wishing Well, who or Wish You Well, who's 12 to 1, you could put her second. But it doesn't look like anybody can warm up Matarea in here, right? No, this is usually one of my favorite races of the Saratoga yeah, Meet. Yeah, me too. I, I really like this race, and you've had some really great races uh, and some outstanding Phillies come out of this, but this is not the year. Monterey entered, and like you say, we have a hard time sometimes at Keeneland when when a, a heavy favorite maybe enters the the uh, Central Bank Ashland, and it winds up being a five or six horse field with a real heavy favorite. That's what's happened here. I can't see anybody here beating Monterey. And I, it's as easy a single as you'll ever see. Uh, I suppose that if she broke badly, Hot Peppers has some speed. But the buyer numbers are anywhere, nowhere close, even though she's won a couple of stakes races at Belmont last two times out. But the last time out was a 74 when she just walked, you know, 45 and 2, 110 and 4 and held on. Didn't beat much there, in that, including Sterling Silver, the two horse. Monterey, to me, is the easiest chalk you ever see up there. Let's go to the Whitney, the 10th race. Grade one, four year olds and up at a mile and an eighth. And uh, this is a small field, but a much more interesting handicapping challenge. Uh, how did you play this one? Yeah, I think it is, too. I, I'm, I'm a huge Olympiad fan. I, I thought he was vulnerable in the uh, Stephen Foster, and I was wrong. I went back and watched that race. He hasn't been tested the last five times out. I mean, he, he, he runs the same race. He, he's just off the lead. He, he's been second at the first call in the last five races. He's been second at the second call in the last five races. And he normally passes them at the top of the stretch, and he wins by two to seven lengths. That's as consistent as you'll find from a horse. And American Revolution beat him back in the Cigar Mile at Aqueduct last December. <clears throat> but uh, other than that, he's been unbeatable. He's uh, five for five in 2022. I think he's going to be the favorite. If he wins this race, he'll probably be the favorite at Breeders' Cup Classic. So I like Olympiad here. Life is good, obviously, is my, se- is my second choice. Uh, you're not going to get any price in life is good. He's never been even money or better. He didn't win the Dubai World Cup, came back in the neighborhood and just blew him away at Belmont. So he's going to be a huge favorite here. But I like Olympiad a little better. I think he's getting better. Life is good has only been out one time since since Dubai. And I, I think the price on Olympiad is going to be better. So pick four, I'm going to stick with those two. Um, American Revolution ran well in the Foster, but was no match for Olympiad. Hot Rod Charlie didn't win the Monmouth. Uh, race, but it was just a tune-up for this one after coming back from the Dubai World Cup where he finished second um, to country grammar. Um, I could make a case for Hot Rod Charlie in here. I'm not going to use him. I think Olympiad's better right now. And In a, in a uh, six-horse field, I don't want to use more than two here because I'm going to spread the last two races. So I'm going to take a stand with Olympiad. going to use life as good as a saver, and I'm going to leave out Hot Rod Charlie. I may regret that. I'm going to take Hot Rod Charlie for my pick, and it's really more of a key horse than a win pick because uh, this, uh, to me, is a, 
an approach I'm going to take like I looked at the Haskell where you had uh, two heavy favorites in uh, Taiba and Jack Christopher, and I took Cyberknife, who came off a, a layoff with a so-so eh, kind of effort, but it was just a prep, like the one you mentioned for Hot Rod Charlie at Monmouth. And Cyberknife, I thought, you know, if he could run second to one of those favorites, you'd get a much better exacta, and he ended up winning it. So I'm going to look at this the same way and play Hot Rod Charlie as my key horse and, and just box him in exactas with the other two. And maybe he could, could get up and win it. Um, if he does... Uh, I think the the script would be the fact that he's out of the two hole. They're putting blinkers on, and I think his best strategy is to go to the lead. Pratt is back on him, and he's ridden. He's the source has had his best races with Pratt riding. One of which was in the Belmont last year in defeat, but he ran some sharp fractions and still hung on for a determined second to essential quality. I think it takes that kind of race at a shorter distance. Here he might have a shot to do it. Is to take the fight right to him. Make life good, pass a horse going a mile and an eighth for the first time. See if he can do it. And then hope that Olympiad, you know, bounces a little bit off that 111 last time. Because I think Olympiad, to me, is the, I think, the most likely winner. Uh, I like you, I'm like you on that. But I'm going to make Hot Rod Charlie my key horse. The other thing I like is, you know, Doug O'Neill knew what he was going to be facing here. And he still entered this way, this horse anyway. He could have waited for the Woodward and found a much easier spot. So uh, I'm going to try Hot Rod Charlie and, and basically use all three in the pick four and, and key him in exact as within the race. The uh, grade one Saratoga Derby is next. It's uh, three-year-olds going a mile and three-sixteenths on the turf. And I thought there's a good chance to catch a price in here. And I'm going to try to do that with Dog the eight. I went back. He was a very impressive winner at Keeneland. And then he went down and ran on that quirky turf course at Churchill during Derby week. And he finished strong and actually galloped out past the winner and uh, finished third, I think it was. And then he ran up at Belmont and uh, ran a longer distance, which I think he will be at his best at. And there was just, he started to move. He was down on the inside, started to move on the final turn, never could find a path to run. And finally got clear late and it was just uh, too late. But again, a good gallop out. So I think this horse is better than his last two races look for Grand Motion. And I think you're going to get a really nice price. So I'm going to try Side Dog, but I also want Nation's Pride from Charlie Appleby's barn, Stone Age from Aiden O'Brien's barn. I'm going to use Classic Causeway, just maybe he's that good on turf for Kenny McPeak. And then the two Pletchers, Emmanuel and Annapolis, I'm going to use both of those. I think there's another Pletcher in there, but I don't like it as much. So I'm going to go six deep in here and try Side Dog for an upset. How about you? I'm going to go deeper than that. <laughs> I could only eliminate. I'll tell you who I could have eliminated here is main event, the one, stolen base, the five, and ethereal road, the 11. So of those eight horses that are left, I'm sure six of those are yours. And maybe, maybe you don't agree with me on the three that could be eliminated, but I think Annapolis is going to be overbed in here. Very lightly raced horse. Yeah. Uh, has never been a mile and three sixteenths, but Pletcher and Ortiz going to get bet. Nation's pride is going to get a lot of betting for Charlie Appleby and, and uh, and Buick and William Buick. I like Grand Sonata coming out of the same race. All these horses that came out of the Belmont Derby were right there together. And, mm -hmm. you know, Classic Causeway got the lead and just hung on. But everybody else was right there in second. A length, length and a half. Side Dog finished sixth, but only got beat a length and a half. How could you throw him out and not throw out Grand Sonata or any of the other horses that finished in that bunch? And then you take the other horses that come out different races, and even Royal Patriot, 
was uh, seventeen to one that day. Got beat by a length and a quarter. In yeah, I actually first picked time him in North America. I picked him in that race. I thought I was so. I don't get know there. how you can eliminate any of those horses that came out of there that finished within two lengths of the lead. You've got to use them. And so then you look at the other horses that didn't race there, like Annapolis. You got to use him. And then uh, uh, Emmanuel coming out of the, um, the Pennine Ridge at, at Belmont, and that was the first time on turf. And uh, that horse was on the Triple Crown Trail before, and uh, didn't didn't run that badly in the bluegrass. So he's run against the best horses of his generation, and so I could make a case for Emmanuel. So I'm going to do them all. I'm not taking eight out of eleven. I'm going to do every single one of them because I'm going really light in the first two legs. And I I wish I could tell you who I like in this race. I like too many of them. So <laughs> tough tough race, but I think that balances out with. If you have a strong opinion in the first couple, you can certainly use a lot in this one and even in the maiden special way coming up. Yeah, if, if if I was not including Hot Rod Charlie in the Whitney, I'd uh, probably be going deeper in here as well. Last leg is a New York bred maiden race for three-year-olds and up. They're on the turf at a mile and a 16th. Uh, where did you land in this, this spot? Well, again, it's one of those uh, races that I think you need to spread, simply because you've got some horses in here that have proven they can't win. I don't like those horses. I absolutely hate Dream Point, the eight horse, 0 for 17 maiden. However, Joel Rosario gets on his back. So his buyers fit, and maybe today's the day he gets over the over the hurdle. But, I mean, he's been consistent. He's, he's finished second four times and two-thirds. But 0 for 17 maiden, I would usually throw out, except for Joel's riding. So I'm going to use him. Chad Brown's got a first-time starter in here, the seven, walk him down. Beyondy, I guess, for Saez and Jim Bond is going to be the favorite in here. Lots of early speed, has not been able to hang on, but has, has not completely quit either and has a lot of experience at a mile 16th. It's the only, only distance he's ever run. So um, I think with Saez taking them out, seven's going to be the favorite. Your mission, the two for Pletcher on the inside, is going to get a lot of play as well off that second-place finish. First time out of Saratoga off a long layoff. Curlin's Wisdom for Linda Rice and, and uh, Jose Ortiz, uh, 0 for 8, but uh, has been in the 69, 75 buyers, what it's going to take to win this. And I'm also going to throw in uh, Action Jackson. Jorge Abreu is a really good trainer and gets this one from Joseph Safi, so, um, or Safi Joseph. And so Action Jackson at 8 to 1 is a price. I'm going to use those six. If you made me pick a favorite, I would think it would be the James Bond horse beyond me. Thought I might sneak Action Jackson in there past you. You had that one too. You almost uh, did. <laughs> I took uh, Walk 'em Down on top just as a Chad Brown firster, but then I got Action Jackson, uh, the first time Abreu angle, and getting Pratt. Um, the two, your mission, Scott Pletcher. The five, Sir John with Mott. The nine, it's uh, James Bond. I uh, had a, a nice meet with limited number of starters and Saez riding. And then I'm going to also throw in the one, Bert, Bert, Bert. Um, second time on the turf, and the first time was an improvement. So going to go six deep uh, in there when we get to the pick four, which we are at. So here's my ticket. I'm going to single Matarea. So one with two, four, six, with three, four, six, eight, nine, ten, with one, two, four, five, seven, nine, for $54, and looking to catch price on the, the back half of this late pick four. How about you? We have very similar tickets, except I'm leaving out Hot Rod Charlie. So I go one with four six, and then I've got enough money to go all in the Derby. And then I'm using two, three, four, seven, eight, nine in the last leg. So that's one with four six with all 
with two, three, four, seven, eight, nine, and that's a sixty-six dollar ticket. It's a nice card up at Saratoga. You got great racing at Del Mar, uh, Ellis Park uh, this weekend. So just make sure you have funds in your Keeneland Select account so you can play the races all around the country. We'll be back next week for another edition of the In the Money podcast, the first Arlington Million at Churchill Downs. I'm sure we'll be talking about that the next time we gather with you right here on the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.